Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Jake Martin again with Christians on Campus, and today I'm here with Michael. It's good to be here. I was a little bit under the weather last week, so I'm hoping that I can stay above the weather. I'm done with this sickness. I'm done with getting brought once again under the weather. So <laughs> I'm hoping I can have some clear, clear skies for the next few weeks, if not months. Yeah, we're glad you're better, Michael. It's it's good to have you back, and yeah, we just kind of have a theme going on of one of us getting sick, then the other's getting sick, and different ones, but it's nice when we're all together and healthy and just able to pursue the Lord like we like to. So uh, we'd like to go ahead and continue our, our series, this new series we're, we're starting, um, How Can God Speak to Me? And in our last podcast, we talked about how God speaks through the Word of God, the Bible, in two aspects, as the Logos and as the Rima, the constant written word, the objective word that God has spoken, and then the instant, spontaneous, applicable word that the Lord speaks to us. We still like to stay in this topic. Uh, we're just going to kind of develop this a little bit. Maybe we could start just by talking about our own personal experiences of of desiring the Lord speaking, because I don't know if every person really starts out with this kind of desire to have God speak to them. And I, I know that I, I didn't, but it, it just kind of came at a certain point in time. But what was it like for you, Michael? Yeah, I definitely did not have this kind of longing or hunger in my relationship with God that I should seek His speaking or should have His speaking. It was just you... Your only responsibility is to believe in the gospel so that you don't go to hell and so that you can be with God forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> and so, and I did that. I just, in a simple way, as a child, did that. Um, but then when I got to college, you, at least for me, college was an, uh, a broadening. I was exposed to more different, quote unquote, types of Christians, and you know, you have a relationship with these people, so you begin to respect their experience. You begin to expect their, you respect their background, even though it might be different than your background. And I did start to encounter Christians who did have this aspect in their life with the Lord, that they had some, some speaking, some, some registration that God was real and that 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 was mainly linked to he spoke something to me. He he directed my life in this direction, or he um, you know got me through this certain trial based upon giving me a, a word of encouragement. And you know sometimes I think when it was described as an experience, it was maybe you know there was a thought, maybe there was some audible voice, but it really was never, at least in, in when I really look back, there wasn't really ever anyone that claimed some kind of audible voice from heaven. But it was a clear registration. Like there was a clear realization that this didn't come from just me. Like there was something uh, that we just believed was, was God because we had believed into him. We were seeking him. We were praying to him maybe in that moment. And then there was this clarity uh, of, a, of a, kind of, a kind of word or a direction. And that it it really supplied us. It really made us feel close to God. It made us feel like there was... So then I began to kind of 
seek this. And I did. By the end of my freshman year, I was it was, you know, related to a specific direction that I was going. Actually I was heading in that direction. Not even, you know, actually asking God whether he thought that was a good direction or not. I just was going that direction. But I was spending time with 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 God and I was in his word a lot more. I was reading and I, I just remember one moment I was there with my Bible open and I was just seeking him. I just was hungry for his presence. And I realized in that moment, the direction I was heading, God was not happy with. And that was just very, it was just a clear, it was a clarity in my being. Now I had to deal with that. Like now I had to, to either keep going that direction, knowing that it was not in the Lord's perfect will. I don't think I had that kind of expression in the moment, but I realized there was something that he was, he was willing to let me do that he wasn't happy or delighted that I was, and it wasn't sinful. It wasn't necessarily, it had nothing to do with evil. It was just a direction I wanted my life to go in. And by God's mercy, I just was more attracted to him. And it mattered to me, even though I had pretty much spent the the entirety of my life going this direction or building up my life to be able to go in this direction, I just felt, nope, it's time to make a turn. Like, if that is not what is pleasing to my Lord, then, yeah, it's scary because I don't know then what direction I'm going to go. But that became a kind of at least my initial uh, experience. Or, and now I was able to have some testimony along these lines of, no, God is pretty real. He shows up even when you're not expecting it, because I wasn't asking him in that moment. I was just seeking him because my heart had gotten really warmed up to love him. And, and, I, and it, it, it did matter to me that, that I wanted a life that was close to him. I just wanted to be close to him. And in, in drawing near to the Lord, I realized, oh, this one I'm drawing near to, he likes to speak. <laughs> he likes to express what's on his heart. So yeah, that was my experience. I like just as you were sharing that experience, that uh, some of the words you were using, that God became real to you. I feel like this is a, a big factor in our desire to mm-hmm. want the Lord speaking or to speak with God, because um, it just makes it more apparent that God is very real. He's a person that we can talk to. He's someone who's involved in our lives. And for me, I don't know exactly when that desire came up in me or how, because someone had to have shared with me something about having the Lord speaking or being able to talk to God. I can't remember how, but maybe around the time I was 14, something like that, was just going through a breakup. I got involved in relationships when I was pretty young, and that was kind of a pattern for me throughout my Christian life. And at that point, just being hurt from it not working out and so many different emotions, being so young... It something about that motivated me to want to talk to God, and I didn't necessarily know exactly how it was gonna go. Um, I didn't have all the the fellowship that we're having, you know, about the Bible and the the Lord being able to really speak through the Bible. I just kind of sat down and looked at the wall and said, "Well, I'm gonna talk to God. I'm just gonna believe that even though I'm speaking to the wall, I'm speaking to God because He's invisible." And I'm just going to believe whatever thoughts that come up or some kind of sense that I have, I'll just believe that that's the Lord's word. And 
that was my initial kind of experience of that. And I'm glad you used that word registration because mm -hmm. it, it's just kind of like that. The Lord speaks and you don't necessarily get audible words, um, but you just kind of have a, a clarity or a registration there that gets clearer and more refined, you know, the more time we spend in the word eventually I, my freshman year of college, that's when I started to pursue more of the truth in the Bible, and I started to have more experiences like that, of that, that clarity or that registration within that the Lord was going a certain direction or not going a certain direction. It, it's amazing how the Lord is able to make that very clear to us as we're, we're pursuing out this kind of relationship with Him. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we are early with the Lord, are young in the Lord, the Lord is gracious to us, and He can give us these kind of experiences that might not be that, because we're not that grounded in the Word, they're not grounded that much in the Word, but we, we can't stay there. We do need to bring what we, we feel is God speaking, or what we are interpreting as God speaking back to his word. And th this is, I think, what you know, you're, we were developing last podcast is the relationship between the logos and the rhema, rhema. So the logos being the constant word, that which is you know, handed down to us. And that word is truth. And it's the most reliable thing in the entire universe. And it's the thing that we should spend the most time to take in because it's based upon the Lord's constant speaking, the Lord's written word, that then we can have confidence that the, 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 the thought or the consideration or the clarity that kind of comes up in our heart is the Lord himself and isn't just, you know, who knows where. We don't even need to get into that realm, but there are a lot of people that claim to have God speaking to do a certain thing, but... That's off because it's not something that the Word of God can support or even that is based upon the Word of God. And even, you know, we have to be careful and we don't just pluck a verse and just say, well, yeah, I got the Word there. No, we need to take the Bible as a whole and we need to be governed by its revelation. And particularly, I think, you know, maybe one thing we'll focus in this podcast is why God speaks to us is not mainly just to direct our lives. Why God speaks to us is because he wants to reveal himself to us. And I mean, this is just, this is the result of communication. When, when you get with a person, you need to talk with that person, not just simply to get a certain, you know, roadmap of life, but so that you can, you can get to know that one. And so we have a God who is a speaking God because we have a God who is not delighting to just stay in mystery, not delighting, and it is not just unknown. We have a known God, a God who has made himself known through his logos, through his constant word, but also who is making himself very real to us even in our lives through that kind of instant speaking. The, 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 the word becoming alive, becoming applicable, and it, it causes us not, not primarily to just know right or left, you know, do this, don't do this. No, it causes us to know Christ. We now have more living faith in this wonderful person, and there's just an increased appreciation 
of Christ. He's so wonderful. He's so lovely. And so why wouldn't I want him to speak in every moment of my day? And this is why we want to cultivate this aspiration for God speaking, not just to be someone who can say, well, God told me to do that, like in a certain sense, like that trumps everything else. Like that means don't talk to me. Don't, don't influence me. God told me to do that. No, that's, that's not. That, as Christians, we should not use God speaking in, in that kind of way. You know, we should, we, should, we should have God speaking in a way that makes him so attractive, causes us to have so much appreciation so that then when we speak to others, actually, we bring them into that appreciation. We bring them into that, that kind of freshness. We, we are in love with the Lord. Even though we haven't seen him, but we've heard him. He's spoken to us. He's revealed his heart to us. And we're just, we're fresh. You know, it's not a historical, you know, person that we're communicating. No, this is a person. Yes, yes, he lived 2,000 years ago. Yes, there are many, many things to, to know about his accomplishments. But he's living today and he's living inside of me and he's speaking to me. And he's continuing to reveal to me what's on his heart. I like this approach to the Lord speaking, just thinking of it as a means to get to know a person, because God is a wonderful person who loves us and wants us to love him in return and to have a mutual relationship where he can know what's on our heart and we can know what's on his heart. He can, yes, we do want his direction. But we start to graduate from just wanting to know what his direction is to just caring to know who he is and caring to know what concerns him. And it just made me think of um, when we think of our parents, uh, we, we love our parents and we like to be with them or whoever your caretaker is. Not everyone has the same kind of uh, home situation, but whoever was your primary caretaker you really love them, and it's not just that you care to, they send you on errands to go do this or that, but throughout life, um, because you care for them, you know what would make them happy, and you make decisions um, primarily through knowing who they are, mm-hmm. and you're faced with a decision, but it's not just about what to do, it's I want this person to be happy, this person who's important to me in my life, and I, I want to conduct myself in a manner that represents them well. And it's like that with the Lord. We, we're getting to know Him more and more as we're reading His Word, we're dialoguing with Him, we're telling Him what's in our heart, we're having fellowship with other believers. We get more of a sense of who the Lord is, and then when it comes time to make decisions, uh, we make decisions not just to ask the Lord, do I go left or do I go right? But Lord, I know you and I love you. And it seems that what would make you happy is to go this way. Or as I'm starting to make motion toward this career path or, or whatever, my sense of your presence is increasing. And my, my feeling that you're smiling and you're happy is, is increasing. And I have confirmation from other believers that this is what you Want and so it's more like in in the way of a a loving relationship with the Lord, which is so precious. Yeah, you know, and we might develop. I just want to bring up something just as a kind of a a a way to to pursue the Lord speaking in this in this way, which maybe next week in in the podcast to come we might continue to develop. But 
how I how I was able to cultivate this kind of speaking of the Lord was to bring my reading and my praying together. So you take the Bible, and typically we just come to the Bible to read the Bible, right? That's that's quite a victory to be a reader of God's word. But we also need to pray God's word. And as I read and prayed, prayed and read over God's word, God's word began to even speak. As I was speaking God's word, as I was bringing the words of the Bible into my prayer life, into my my prayer communication with the Lord, I discovered those words all of a sudden just seemed to jump off the page, and they began to, to be a kind of living response back to my prayer. And again, this is not an audible, it's not like the Bible starts, you know, <laughs> talking, but there's a registration as I prayed that verse back to the Lord, as I took the, the words that are here in the, in the word and I used them in my prayer, there was a, there was a speaking that was just so readily available to me but until I discovered that kind of practice, until I brought my prayer, you know, typically the way I would approach the Bible, you know, you pray first, you know, and as you, you know, as you feel like you've fulfilled that side of your, your duty, then you open the Bible and then you read a little bit, you know. Um, but I, I just, if that's where you are, that's great. You know, it's good. It's just good. Good to pray. It's good to read. It's good to have that, that practice in your life. But it's good to have these two things more and more just, you don't know when you started praying or when you stopped reading or when you stopped praying. There's just a kind of a, there's an exercise of our spirit, not just of our mind when we come to the Bible. Because we, we do know that the, the words that are here, that these, are not, these are not just black and white words. Yes, they are black and white words, but we know from the Bible that every word of the scripture is God-breathed. It's, it, it's spirit and life. So we need to not just use our mind to apprehend. We need to use our mind. <laughs> and we're not depreciating our understanding God's word, but while we're using our mind to read, we're also engaging our spirit. We're also using our spirit, exercising our spirit to pray to take those words that, you know, sometimes it wasn't until I prayed that actually I got the understanding. And I just realized, wow, you just need these two things together. The, the Spirit needs to enlighten our understanding so that we can really enter into what is there. But as it's enlightening my understanding, I'm getting God speaking. I'm getting something fresh and new. This word is not just a doctrine that I need to memorize and try to think really hard never to forget. No, it's a message. It's a living message that just, I can no longer be the same. I'm a different person now because I, I, I received God speaking and God, God became known. Like the veil got taken away. I mean, I saw the Lord. And I think that's what's amazing about, you know, when God speaks, we see we, you know, our, our inner eyes, the eyes of our heart are enlightened. We were able to see the Bible. And, you know, what you see, you can't forget. But there's a lot of things that I have yet to see that I've forgotten, <laughs> right? I mean, I think, you know, but that's okay. I just, 
I just stay in the Bible, just stay in the Word, just stay, stay under God speaking so that more and more what God is speaking is now, uh, it's like, oh, no, I'm seeing this, like, and I can't unsee it now. It is, it's now what, what, I, what I know, but also what I have, what I've received. Yeah, I think the way that you're describing this, this really helps us to understand the difference between Logo and Rima, or I should say the distinction, because both are God's Word, Mm -hmm. but it's God's Word in two distinct ways. You know, the Bible written down, everything that's written in the Bible, this is something that God spoke to someone at some point, and then it's recorded, and it reveals who God is, and so we can read it, and we know that it's God's Word at all times. Um the problem is that sometimes we don't have this spoken directly to us. We don't have this consciousness that, yeah, you know, God said something to Jeremiah the prophet at a certain point in human history, and I read that, and I know that this is God's intention, but here I am in 2022, and God is still God, and his, yes, his intention is still the same, and that is God's word, but even I, I need to hear God speak these things to me, and how wonderful it is that we can practice to take these words that were spoken to others and recorded in the Bible, but begin to speak them to the Lord, you know, for our personal relationship with the Lord and and also with other believers. We just, if God said to Paul that, you know, this, you quoted a verse from Ephesians 1, it's verse 18, uh, the eyes of their hearts being enlightened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul didn't come up with those words himself. The Lord revealed to him that we have eyes in our heart, and those eyes need to be enlightened. And he had that experience, the Lord doing it to him. And then he also is praying for the saints, the believers in Ephesus to have that same experience. But even then, that's Paul's experience, and then that's the believers in Ephesus' experience. But we're reading the Bible. We also have eyes in our heart, and we also need them to be enlightened so why not ask the Lord? Why not, as we come across these words in the, the verses and we see, hey, Lord, you did this to Paul and you did this to the saints in Ephesus. How about you do it to me? Lord, I've got eyes in my heart. I want you to enlighten the eyes of my heart. You just make it a dialogue with the Lord because he's a living person. This is his living word. And suddenly, like you said, the, the words start to jump off the page it doesn't feel so dry anymore. It doesn't seem like just letters that you have to memorize and recite. But it's good to memorize the Bible. But the more we make it a conversation with the Lord, suddenly it becomes such an ex- enjoyable experience to to spend time with the Lord there. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I was not a, a person that could memorize things quickly, or it, it was just a big endeavor for me. And so I actually stumbled into this matter of praying and reading through my endeavor to just memorize. And I, and I had actually at that, at, at that juncture in my Christian life, I we really wasn't aware of the human spirit and even how crucial it is for a Christian to use his spirit, exercise his spirit. I was just mainly caught up in like, 
I just want to be a good Christian and I want to, I want to be able to prove other, to other people I'm such a good Christian by able to spout off all these verses. And so I'm, I'm there just trying to memorize. And it was so hard. And so because it was so hard for me, I had to use so much of my being. I just was so desperate to try to get the word into me. And as I'm there just struggling to keep these, these words that I feel are the most important words to have in your, you know, in your back pocket, quote unquote, also, I just discovered there is something more here. There is something living. There I am. And, you know, I think we're going to spend a little time, you know, at the, you know, as we continue this podcast to get into Psalm 119 and to just see the interaction or the result of the interaction that the psalmist and the had to the Word of God. And all of a sudden, they start describing their experience. And, and that really was my, was my experience. And then I, then I realized, okay, I'm going to keep memorizing it, but memorization is secondary. Actually, this living encounter, this, this strong exercise of my inner being, which later I, be, I became clear is, is not just the mind, but it's, it's with the spirit, with the human spirit. I am using my spirit to touch the word. I'm using my spirit to you know, in a sense, to strike the word. And I think we'll just develop this more next week. Well, I'm glad you're so excited about this, Michael, because I I think it is an exciting topic to discover this, this habit of bringing the the Lord's word back to him in prayer. I didn't have that experience of kind of stumbling into this. I, I had others guide me into this kind of practice, but I'm so thankful that, um, some were faithful just to help me because, my experience of the Bible when I was growing up, I, I always knew it was a good thing to read the Bible. I just was never that successful in reading it or memorizing or any kind of um, substantial contact with the Word. I just never had any successes there. I, sometimes in uh, church meetings, there's you know those Bibles that are in the pews. I would read a little bit out of there, or I had my own Bible, and I would get inspired to read some from Genesis or Revelation. It was always the beginning or the end. I never read anywhere in the middle. Um, but then when I started to have regular contact with the Word, it, w- it was right away, it was in the light of this this practice of praying what I was reading and, and bringing these things back to the Lord and inquiring of the Lord. So I think it's great that we could go to Psalm 119 because um, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, but what, right. what's it talking about? The longest chapter in the Bible is a person who just loves the Lord's Word, but not just the, the Lord's Word apart from the Lord Himself. He's bringing it back and forth between God Himself and God speaking. Your statutes, your ordinances, they enliven me, you know, these different yeah. phrases. Maybe we could kind of look at some of these verses in, in Psalm 119. Yeah, and actually before we get into the, that, I just want to just draw our attention to one word in Psalm 119, which is muse. And so you have this expression, and, and this is really what we're talking about, is what, what we just described is our musing. And so in verse, uh, I believe it's verse 15 is the first one, it says, I will muse upon your precepts and guard and regard your ways. And so this word is quite, uh, it's quite rich. And so I just want to just read the definition. So the Hebrew word translated muse, um, can also be translated meditate, uh, but it, what it, this is amazing. It implies to worship, to converse with oneself, to speak aloud, 
So to muse on the word is to taste and enjoy it through careful consideration. Prayer, speaking to oneself, and praising the Lord may also be included in musing on the word. To muse on the word of God is to enjoy his word as his breath, and thus to be infused with God, to breathe God in and to receive spiritual nourishment. So this is, this is what caused these, these, the psalmist to have these expressions. And so, yeah, definitely like the one we've already mentioned, this, the, the matter of enliven is just, whoa, wow. And so that's in verse 25. So Psalm 119.25 says, um, my soul clings to the dust. <laughs> enliven me according to your word what is he talking about well actually you know the dust is just the earthly things yeah. it's just all the things around us the what we see social media entertainment amusement it's just you know all our soul just clings to that stuff and oh, sometimes we just kind of groan like we don't want we don't we don't want to be clung to that stuff, and even it clings to us. Right. You know, it just it just has such a, a way of just remaining in our being. But we have the word, and the word enlivens us. It causes us even to have just to have something even that breaks those bonds, that breaks that that clinging dust, and that causes us to be refreshed because you know the dust just it just makes you dirty it just that's what it does it just you know so there's dirty conversations right there's dirty thoughts everything's just dirty it's just dust you know and well what are you gonna do about that your soul just it just clings to it yeah. but well what you're gonna do about it is you're gonna come to the living word you're gonna muse on the word and that word the lord's word enlivens us it enlivens us and we, we become people of life, not just people of, of dust. Right? <laughs> yeah, I like even the way that you're reading these verses. I, I think it's helpful just to, um, you know, even put some emphasis on some of the words or even like you're, you're kind of, I mean, those of you listening, you can't see this, but Michael's using his arms as he's <laughs> right. reading this verse because it's, it's amazing. You know, like if you're reading that the Lord's word enlivens you in verse 25, but you read it like this enliven me according to your word. You know, like, I don't know if that's very enlivening, but if you say, Lord, enliven me according to your word. Yeah, you may not be that excited when you start. Like, sometimes if we're, if our soul is clinging to the dust, you might be pretty low. Oh, you know, I saw that. I thought that. I felt that. I'm, I'm, Lord, enliven me. You just kind of, it's like a little bit of desperation just for, for something to break through. Um, you know, the word meditate, you kind of think somber, quiet, you know, you're just kind of sitting there, which is good. But to muse, to taste the word, to mm -hmm. be enlivened by the word, to be refreshed by the word. Um, you know, verse 20 says, my soul is crushed with longing mm. for your ordinances at all times. Wow. Ordinances, this is um, addendums to God's law, God's speaking of, of how he wants his people to be. Right. He didn't, the psalmist didn't just take the ordinances as, okay, I do this, I don't do that. I do that, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. His soul is crushed with longing. Mm -hmm. When you long for something, you really love it. You really yeah. enjoy that. Like, yeah. 
O Lord, my soul is crushed with longing for your ordinances at all times. Right. Not just sometimes, but at all times. And yeah, just as we're reading these verses, we can just kind of, you get, you understand the meaning with your mind, and then you realize you may not necessarily be having that experience at that moment, but you just open to the Lord. Lord, I want this to happen to me. I want my soul to be just like David's soul, to be crushed with longing for your word, to wow. be enlivened by your word, to muse and taste and enjoy your word. So another one in verse 28 says, My soul melts because of grief. Strengthen me according to your word. So the word strengthens us, especially in times of grief and, you know, it just kind of reminds me of even the suffering of our dear brothers and sisters over there in Ukraine, just how much grief, you know, you just consider you're, you're forced to, to leave your country, you leave your, your home, and you don't know if you're going to return to it ever. Or even if you do return, what condition will it be? It might be in total, it might just be, you know, ruined. you're ruined, yeah. And, you know, the kind of grief, the kind of anguish, the kind of feeling that's there, yet, you know, the, you know, and this is what we're, why we're praying, and even in the direction we're praying, is that our brothers and sisters would be strengthened by the Word of God. The, the Lord's Word would be a strength to them, because we don't know how long this season of grief or this trial will be to them, but we pray that as they're passing through this, they would be enlivened. They would be strengthened by the Lord's word even rising up in their heart. And even I would say this is really why we also should really memorize the Bible, because yeah. there are might be times in our life where it might not be that easy for us to open the Bible. But we need to have the Bible in you know in our hearts so that we can even allow. The, those words that we memorize to strengthen us and to enliven us when we're in a season of grief or in a season of, you know, real, like a valley, you know, like, like the psalmist said in 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow that I, I don't, we don't fear evil. Why? Just because we convince ourselves not to fear evil? No, because the Lord, he, he, we don't fear anyone but the Lord. We don't, we don't fear evil because we realize, no. They they are not the one. There's not. They're not the one in whose hand I belong. I am in the Lord's hand. He is. He is my shepherd. He is the one carrying me right in the midst even of this this valley. I think it's great these verses you're quoting. It's actually from another psalm. A lot of believers have memorized it. I, I actually don't. I haven't personally memorized it, so I don't know exactly what number. But the verses are familiar. That I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but. Your presence strengthens me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. This word could just be a Logos word. Yeah. Like a lot of people have memorized this and it gets spoken at funerals. It, um, that's one place that I remember hearing. I had a family member who passed away. A lot of members of the, the, the body of people there were able to recite this, but some of them I knew didn't believe in the Lord. So, you know, they can speak these words and, and be unbelieving. They don't have this experience of God comforting them. Um, but the word doesn't have to be like that for us. We can speak these things back to the Lord. We can say, okay, Lord, this is written in the Bible. 
it says that your rod and staff comfort. <laughs> but I don't feel comforted. Or, you know, some of these believers in Ukraine and in Russia, both sides are suffering in different ways. Um, they need comforting. But until they can start to ask the Lord specifically, you know, with these verses, make these verses real to me. Comfort me, Lord. I need, I need you to be my comfort. You were David's comfort. Lord, be my comfort. Then this is, uh, to, to have these conversations with the Lord, this is where it starts to step away from just being what's written in the book and, and becoming our experience. Yeah. So, I, so I've also really enjoyed recently this Psalm 23, and just um, there is something here I feel like it, it does apply to even how we are handling this matter of God speaking. When, when, when we have God speaking, we have God's presence because God is with us, and it's His presence that makes everything um, everything okay. And even when we're in the valley, we have the strength to remain there. Not because we're the toughest or we have, you know, the endurance of Job. No, it's because we have the Lord himself. And with the Lord, actually, we find the valley is shortened. The, you know, the shadows are not, they, uh, well, they get reduced, you know, and, you know, even the death that can come with these kind of situations gets removed. And so, and this is, again, this is, I think, to bring us back to, as we're, as we're developing this side of our, of our relationship with the Lord, our receiving His speaking, our being under His speaking, it's not, we can't primarily just box it in to, do I go right or left, Lord? You know, do I flee the country or do I remain the country? No, we just open to Him we draw near to him, we sit at his feet, and we allow his word to just speak to us, to strengthen us, to enliven us, and to even reassure us the Lord is with us. And we even then, you know, it's interesting, as we're in, in the Lord's presence and his word, even we get the roadmap of where to go in the Bible sometimes. We just get this, we, we get a word like presence, and then we can begin to trace that word through the scriptures, and as we're tracing it, we're just getting more and more of the Lord speaking, which again brings us back to the point, you do need to know the Bible. It's good to read the Bible. It's good to commit to memory, because, or it's good to have a great study Bible that gives you the really good cross-references, and that gives you the ability to trace these words as the Lord might give you that word presence, and then you're just, oh, that's right. The Lord promised us at the end of Matthew, behold, I am with you all the days until the consummation of the age. Realize, well, one of those days is today. The consummation hasn't arrived, so that means he's with me, and I'm going to lay hold of that verse, and that verse now becomes his presence speaking to me, which is his, it's his presence. It's his presence in my life, and now I'm full of strength. I'm enlivened to not just, you know, be catapulted out of my environment. No, I just can remain there. I can just rest even in the Lord in the midst of that situation. I think this brings us back to where we started. This could be a good place to start wrapping up, just that, you know, wherever we start in being aware of our need for the Lord speaking, even if, it, if we start out just asking, Lord, do I go to this college or that college? Do I start a relationship with this person or that person? 
Um, you know, if that's where we are, that's, that's great. You know, start there, open to the Lord, ask him concerning these decisions. But then eventually we start to develop into realizing the Lord's speaking comes mainly through his word. And, and especially as we're praying these words back to the Lord, we're conversing with him in the scriptures. And as we're doing that, what becomes our goal? Initially it was, do I go here or do I go there? But as we're dialoguing with the Lord in his word, it starts to become that our goal is just his presence. And the more we practice this, whatever we're going through, if we're in the valley or we're in the mountaintop, our primary goal is just to be in the Lord's presence, to have his speaking to us, to know him more, to be known by him, have more of a relationship with him. And even our fellowship with one another, this becomes our goal. Because Michael, you you get the Lord's presence in a way that I don't get the Lord's presence. And so as you share that experience with me and have fellowship with me, then I get to enjoy that experience through you. And you get to enjoy mine and all, all the dear believers that are spending time with the Lord this way. So it, it's so wonderful that we can approach this matter of God speaking in, in the way of seeking to have His presence. Yes. Maybe two more verses. So um, if we keep going down, Psalm 119.38, it says, You are good and one who does good. Teach me your statutes. So the Lord is, in his word, he's teaching us. And that teaching is a, it's not a, well, it's a teaching according to his heart's desire. And then a little little bit later on in, in 71, it says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That's interesting that I might learn your statutes. So there again, there's... Okay, but then the verse before that, in verse 70, I also just, just want to... Maybe as the last point, is that your heart... Their heart is heavy, as with fat, but I delight in your law. Okay, so the, you know, the law, the statutes, the precepts, the commandments, these are all just different expressions. They're different you know, types of God speaking. But you know, where we go wrong is if we just take them apart from the Lord himself, and we depart from the Lord, and we depart from his presence. But that's not what the psalmist did. The psalmist here, they, they knew the statutes. They knew the precepts. They knew the commandments. They knew the, these were the words of the Lord, and they took them as his living word. And so as a result, they were, they were a delight. Like, whoa, have you ever delighted in the, the precepts or the, the, uh, the statutes of the law? Well, if you're just there in the way of obligation, no, they're not a delight. They just just prove to you how sinful you are. But if you take them as the Lord's word and they enlivening you, they're enlivening you, they're strengthening you, then they also they're just suddenly a delight to you because they're your they're your key to unlock the Lord's presence. They're your key to unlock how how much how much your life can just be intertwined with the Lord. And there's there's no need to ever depart from him. He's just, he's there. He's just ready to speak yet again, yet again, yet again. And his speaking is so, it just never, yes, it teaches us. Yes, it corrects us. Yet it's, yes, it instructs us. But these teachings, these instructions are, an, they're a delight to us. We, we, we get happy in the Lord. We are joyful in the Lord. Even we can say we're it's it's joy beyond it's it, unspeakable joy. It's just the the Lord Himself is so. I just feel like that's just what it is. It just 
he is what he is and we we just have that privilege to be with him because of because of because of what we have in our hands because of even what we've come to believe the lord is with us praise the lord i think this could uh be our main takeaway just from this episode that we have such a uh, uh an appreciation for god's word because to us it's becoming less and less what to do and what not to do and more and more how we enjoy the lord's presence how we get revived by him how we experience him yeah. so yeah as we're we're going on in this series um we're, we're going to talk about different ways that we can have the lord speaking but always underlying everything is this foundation of god's word seeking god's presence having his speaking in order to know him more and and so this will be our our uh our stepping stone to go forward in this development of the Lord's speaking. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all, all of you guys who are watching. Um, if you like what you heard, would like to hear more, please like, share, subscribe to, and review this podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you for the next episode.